Now, I can't stress how much open houses are helpful. For- so the big question is what a top agent is doing to absolutely crush it in real estate. To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. And I think everything that you just said is really part of your branding. Right. Yeah. If that becomes part of your brand. Ironically, topic number three, branding yourself. You're selling luxury, $550 million in closed sales. What part of your success has branding really played? Starting out, a big part. I mean, that's again why I lost that much money that first year is because it was brand, 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 brand. Um, and we still do that. Uh, I mean, there's so many multi channels that we use. Like one of the follow up things that we were talking about to digress the, I mean, following up, we go out postcards every probably month and a half to I send them out to probably 15,000 people. Yeah. Wow. The, all the high end communities that each one I set comps for. I do comps for probably 30, 35 communities, put them on a postcard. So they can see what's selling in their neighborhood. I'm a big thing in giving people information instead of trying to sell them on stuff. I don't yes. like being sold. So, but I do like getting information and, in, you know, so I can make an intelligent decision by myself, which is good. So I, I've had people save 24 postcards and say, Hey, I've been keeping your postcards for the last, you know, three years. I was like, wow. wow. I, you know, I know. I'm like, that's kind of crazy. I thought I don't keep them for you know two years, but it's uh that is one thing of brand branding ourselves, and it also follows up because on the back, I wonder if I can yeah. This is like a sample of our postcard, if you can see that. Yeah. I mean it's a big I like it. Yeah, so I mean it's a it's a big one. it's the biggest one you can get and Every single thing we do has that front picture on it. Um, again, branding, I think we started out postcards were the big one. That's probably the most expensive one to go through the year. We do TV ads. We do obviously our website, all the social media. Uh, I don't know, but our, my grocery store, I've even put in you know, little placards on the front of the the shopping carts. And really? it is fun when my friends, because we basically all live in the same area, my friends or past clients go to the grocery store and they see that they always take a selfie with me and send it to, you know, to me. So it, it's fun. Not necessarily there's a huge return on investment on that or you know, TV commercials, because it's very hard, you know, to nail that down. Postcards are huge though. I mean, that's the big part of the business. Uh, signs out in the community. You know, we've got pretty much every kind of charity event. We have the you know that picture on there, so people see that picture. Just multi getting it from every single side. Yeah, you know what I like. I like that um, some of the old school methods that you're talking about, like mailers, postcards, whatever, that they work. 
and that you do a lot of them because it, it's so market dependent. Like some markets that like, they could be like super great. Some markets are, they're just like, okay, but no matter what, they still work, but you have right. to actually do a, quite a few of them. I'm assuming you're not sending out like five postcards and calling it a day. You're no. sending out probably quite a few every, you know, is it every month or what does that look like? Yeah, it's about 15,000 of them every month and a half. And those are the ones that have the comps on it. So everybody, every community has different ones so they can see it's pretty hyper-focused for each community, which is kind of nice, you know, just saying those are the communities that we specialize in because all those communities are the, you know, the, the higher dollar, more affluent communities. So for somebody who's trying to break into the higher dollar luxury price point, where would you recommend that they start when it comes to branding themselves? Because there's no way I can do 15,000 mailers right now. It's just yeah. the cost. Even at a dollar per mailer, I, I'm, I'll send out one batch and I'm done. I'm tapped. And that's the huge thing because everything that we do is consistency. So if I sent out those flyers, you know, being new, and I expected to get, you know, someone to call, oh, man, this guy sent a, a postcard out. I'm going to call him. That doesn't happen. I mean, it took a long time. But when they've been getting them, and I've been doing them for 11, 12 years, they get, they know, hey, that's the big postcard with the pretty picture on the front. They know what it's about. So they they will turn over. They'll look at it. I mean, even if it's for two seconds from the mailbox to the trash can, it's still people get to look at that picture and it just ingrains in their brain. Yeah. And I think consistency is absolutely everything and anything, right? Yeah. Because if when, when it comes to branding, um, you can have the best stuff, you can have the best cards, you can have the best marketing message, but it doesn't matter because most people, like you said, are going to go from the mailbox to the trash can that's in their kitchen and they're never going to see it ever again. Even if they want to sell, they're going to be like, oh, remember that postcard that we got? It looks so good. What's right. the name of that agent? Meanwhile, with you, they're getting one next month. So they're like, oh, okay. Oh, that's, that, that's who sent it to us. Bart was the one who sent it to us, right? Yeah. Yep. True. Now, do you do like, um, like how much emphasis do you put on like logos and brochures and websites and all of that stuff? Do you consider that as part of branding or it's oh, yeah, definitely. more noise after it's put in place? Yeah. So I mean, this is our, our pamphlet too. So it's just, we've done this, everything's, you know, high gloss quality, because that's what people in that price range are going to expect too. It's like they want number one, great service. Cause that's, you know, what they're used to getting. And that's what we go overboard for. But again, like quality materials, that's kind of a big thing. Also, if you're going to, you got to put out quality stuff. If you know, if you want the more affluent community too. Well, it's like the like attracts like at the same time, you know, you're, you're, you're what selling a million dollar home there's a different set of expectations that are set, you know, set at the same time. Right. Yeah, definitely. And people pay a lot of money to, you know, sell your homes. They want good service, which I don't blame them either. That is a lot of money. So knowledge is probably the best thing. I, I, we're not going to be the, the cheapest 
you know, people to sell, but we're going to be the, you know, the best service that you can get. We can control that. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. So when you were coming up with your brand, did you put more emphasis of what it meant and how you executed or like how it looked or maybe a marriage of both? Probably marriage of both. I mean, the big thing, I mean, I had some time to think about it and get all the logos going, you know, you know, I did a lot of stuff, you know, send it off to Fiverr and having them work on like moving logos. I mean, there's some good quality stuff out there inexpensive. Um, but yeah, like every social media page we have pretty much branded to the same effect. So yeah, I looked at your branding. There's a lot of consistency in between all the different platforms, your 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 signatures, your you know, your your signage, your pretty much everything at this point. That's kind of how we just want it. It's just they keep on getting seeing that logo all over. It just reinforces the top of the mind. You know, the you know, the average person. I mean, if, if they don't know you really personally, they're going to forget that you're in real estate every couple months. That's why you got to keep on reminding them. So, you know, it's like the power of branding is this: when you think of a yellow M, what do you think of? Yeah, McDonald's. That's right. Quarter pound cheeseburger. Yeah. If 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 you think of the little swoosh, you think automatically Nike. Yeah, Nike. Yeah. You know. When you see a little Apple logo, you think of the Apple, the computer, right? right? And I think ultimately, this is what we're trying to replicate, maybe not as of a grand level, but at the local level when it comes to branding. And ultimately, um, you want to have the awareness. You want to be the top of mind. This is why the shows like The Million Dollar Listing and Ryan Serhan, when he talks about branding also, it's what are you known for? What do you like? What are you known for? What do you like? What are you known for? How can you help people? Scream it from the top of the mountains. And I think you've done that extremely well, especially being in the luxury. Um, <clears throat> I know you didn't start in luxury right away, but then you started focusing on the higher end price points relatively quickly. For somebody who's just starting out, maybe they are servicing that regular price point. What kind of advice can you give them if they do want to break into luxury? Is there anything that they need to keep in mind? Is there anything that you wish you knew as you started breaking into that realm? I think the biggest thing is know your market. Like we, we talked about going out to those homes, knowing the inventory out there, knowing why this one's more expensive, the amenities involved. I mean, it's easy to go on Google and find out how much a Viking stove is and you know, just the higher end appliances and stuff. That, that's what I want to know. Um, just so I can be a resource for people looking. So I think that's the information. Knowledge is a big thing. Second one, if I wanted to break into it, if I didn't have a lot of high-end listings, I'm asking anybody in our brokerage, hey, can I sit in an open house? I mean, open, I, I can't stress how much open houses are helpful for getting into that market. You don't have to go out there and try to hunt people down in that market. They come to you. So if they're coming to my open house, 
I, you know, I get so many really neat conversations with people. It's amazing. I just sit there for three, four hours and listen to people. And it was like, wow, that was neat. And again, follow up from that because everybody gets a personalized, you know, handwritten postcard the next day. Thanks for, you know, meeting me. I've come to the open house. It was a pleasure. You know, please let me know if you can uh, ever have any questions down the road. Be happy to help. So, but yeah, and inconsistency with the, higher end market. So if I, if, uh, I've got an open house in one section uh, and one zip code, we've got probably 10 zip codes in Bakersfield. I try to stick in two zip codes and just kind of own those two zip codes. If I do an open house in like this, say nine, three, three, one, four, I want to do another open house that next week or the other week in nine, three, three, one, four, the same price range. You start getting to see the same people going out to these open houses and that's the big thing. So, yeah. And I think it's one of those things that just compounds, right? Yeah. And branding is one of those things that doesn't happen overnight. It is something that requires consistent effort and very intentional action. So, thank you for opening up that playbook here because every agent wants to be in luxury. And sometimes it may or may not be the right fit for them. Sometimes you're better off going in the average price point, doing transactions and volume. And you enjoy doing that better. And sometimes you want to be on the waterfront, but then you have to deal with the pressure and the demands of your clients at the same time. So different strokes for different folks, there's no right or wrong to build your business. It's whatever's congruent and consistent with your brand. Correct. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So Bart, I want to give you the floor. Um, What do you got going on? Are you looking to expand your team? You're looking to sell more real estate in your market? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, always looking for, you know, something else to help with, or I I do like one of my favorite things is watching, you know, an agent that's joined the team. And that's probably my biggest pride. I think in the last nine years, we've had eight of the years, we've had, you know, the top newcomer in the brokerage of 250 people, which that is really neat. I, I like watching someone grow up, you know, from a new agent to like one of the top producers in a year. I mean, that's wow. You can make an impact on other you know agents' life, which I really like. That's neat. And yeah. of course, when they get really good, they end up leaving and say, I can do this myself. But it's always nice. I, you know, we always keep in touch. There's no bad blood. I like that. And there's several successful agents now. I'm like, unfortunately, they're my competitors, but it's it's still neat. To watch that, you know, people grow like that. Well, you know, sometimes they just have to stretch their wings and that's totally okay. And maybe you'll also learn a few things from them at the same time as for as much as they learn from you, right? So absolutely, I think iron sharpens iron. That's all. No, that's true. Yeah, 100%. When we have get together in our team meetings, there's so much I even learn. It's everybody, there's no way you can learn all this. If you make all these mistakes or all these great achievements, it would take, you know, hundreds of years. But when you have that much, many people together, you get it very, you get to hear everything quickly and learn a lot quicker. The learning curve is a lot better. Yeah, I would, I would agree. So gosh, we covered a lot of ground. Uh, Bart, Bart, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute blast having you. I would drop your contact information for anybody who wants to reach out to buy and sell right below the description of our podcast. 
and we'll see you guys in the next one thanks for listening to this episode if you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com partner or you can just click the link in the description below 